Tigers Podcast. Welcome, beautiful listener, to the Humanist Podcast. Back from hiatus once more with Sleepy Steph and Hammer. Hey, hey, hey. Well, this time the hiatus is literally due to vacation, though. So I guess it's, yeah. you know, it's justified. It is justified. <laughs> what about you? How's work out at uh, vacation hell? Uh, it's Oh, you just summed it up there as vacation hell. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's 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 fine. It's, um, you know, it's, be- it's bearable, but... That, there's a record amount of people having domestic vacations this year, obviously. Yeah. Uh, because we're in this weird spot where it's not, like, fully open, but at the same time, it's open domestically. So, yeah, a lot of people are having their shots done and everything, and then they're swarming vacation spots around here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's... You get the full gist of... Or like the full spectrum of customers and everything is overrepresented. So you get a lot of the nice ones and you get a lot of the shitty ones. And the the funny thing is the a lot of the shitty ones tend to be there when I'm not there. You know what oh. I mean? And the thing is they tend to the, the, they, they're being shitty for whatever reason, right? Whether yeah. they're a Karen or if they're just like some kind of guy who has a mess up, messed up day or have some testosterone complex or, you know, something yeah. that he wants to let out its frustration about, whatever petty reason. But it's easier to let it out on small girls or small yeah, guys instead of me. <laughs> so Than like two meter tall bulky guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there was this, uh, I'll take a quick example. There's this guy who actually lived because there's apartments on the second floor of the building where the shop is located. And yeah. um, we have this cardboard machine, like compactor right outside and it's it's pretty loud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's yeah. this guy do, who, huh? No, do they like it? Do they love that machine? Probably the not. Residents? <laughs> Probably yeah. not. Um, but here's the thing though. That guy, his veranda is right next to it, kind of. Yeah right above it uh, but he know i mean obviously that fucking compactor has been there before he moved there so he, yeah he, he should at least know mm. um and, but the, here's the thing i've never had a problem with that guy he's always nice always polite and so to put this into perspective one of the 18 um, year old girls that are working there for summer she uh activated the machine twice in a row which is actually not you know, it's not wrong because it's one of those machines that, you know, there's a lot of kids around and you can't leave it unattended in case they try to climb in it or whatever. And then, you know, yeah. you get squash kids. Um, and uh, that might be okay in the in the hive cities, but not here. No. So, um, but yeah, so he, he apparently yelled at her from his veranda and uh, she was pretty upset about that. And but to me, like he came in, and he was like, "Hey, uh, excuse me, you know, I bu- I bought some some clams that were on sale, kind of because of you know short expiry date." No <laughs> risky move. Yeah, well, that is yeah. a risky move. Uh, but he's like, "Yeah, you know, you guys, um, the one I got there, you know, it smelled so fucking bad that I had to remove it from the apartment." 
and you shouldn't sell those they're they're not sellable just saying and i'm like oh shit yeah thanks for the tip I'll, I'll remove them at once would you like a refund and stuff and he's like no no it's fine but just just wanted to give you a heads up i'm like all right appreciate it man you know sorry it happened and um <laughs> and that's a reason why i would like okay that's a reason where i would expect someone to get frustrated or mad or whatever right yeah, but he was super polite and acted as if it was like a heads up or something to me instead of like, you know, <laughs> trying to be confronting. While with the girl, he's well, that machine that he hears, you know, that he should be almost used to by now. Mm -hmm. He just takes that moment to just yell at her for daring to fucking activate it twice in a row. Yeah, people are weird right. Yeah, people are weird. I mean, I mean, it could be just like you said that he has like a bad day or something. He didn't sleep well that night or... Yeah. You know, things can kind of come together, and then it's a you know, and at the moment of contention where he he's like weighing his options whether or not to yell, yeah, then like it being a little eighteen year old girl kind of tips him in the wrong direction there. If it's you, and he knows that this is probably like a, a summer employee, you know, just yeah. a short term thing and he knows that he won't get any like permanent problems but with you who he's seen many times you know it's kind of it's kind of dumb to kind of to shit where you eat you know true basically to shit where you eat yeah i mean uh, i'm sure there's a lot uh, an explanation for all this it just it just seems so stupid it's a little bit weird yeah, yeah it's a little I, bit weird i mean and jesus christ like yeah like you said he should be fucking used to that by now yeah I mean, why choose now? And he knows that he can't, that this machine can't be moved or not used. Maybe it could be moved, I don't know, but I mean... Probably not. Not, not, not far away used. enough that it could have be still usable, like conveniently useful yeah. by us. And also, um, you know, outside of airshot for him. Yeah, right. So, Buy yeah. some AirPods Pro, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was actually uh, by your uh, the store uh, Monday, and the f it was packed with people. It was yeah. just insanely packed, and they bought fucking truckloads of stuff yeah. for like the their boats and their cabins and whatnot. And boat people, man, they're they're like a curse and a blessing at the same time, because like. On, on the one hand, there are competitive advantage. The fact that we have both parking spots uh, are just outside our walls. <laughs> yeah, and you have, like, both spots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But th they're also the shittiest type of customer. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. they'll come in, use our shopping carts to ferry or, like, sort of, like, transport their gasoline cans. And, you know, that's kind of shit. So, like, uh, the, the, yeah. <laughs> the wagons will... The shopping carts will smell like absolute gasoline. So you have to wash them. And you can't wash it off by normal hosing. You need no. special soap <laughs> and shit. And, you know, there's a lot of teenagers and they come in and they try to use fake IDs to buy shit. That they try to sniff to. the gas. And, if only, know. man. <laughs> I'd rather they do that because, it's you know, then it's not my problem. <laughs> 
Are these people, they come in two minutes before closing time and stay until like 15 minutes over closing time. And oh, that's so shitty. Yeah, I know. I remember working on uh, that gas station like when I was younger and I fucking hated it. That never closed, that station. Yeah. But the thing was that uh, you had to do like the registry kind of cash dump and end of end of shift right right uh procedure and whenever you did that we had to kind of you know wait until people were not around <laughs> and yeah. since since that was almost never you had to kind of i don't know you had to be so precise with your with your timing on that and do it maybe like 10 minutes before uh you actually were, were closing or leaving i yeah. guess but always when you were trying to do it, <laughs> doing that, then it seemed like people were rushing to get in, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to need some fucking Sausage. hot dogs right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, give me that <sighs> chicken right now, mister. Yeah, I just, and <sighs> that as well. Some people were, you know, we, we had so many gambling addicts <laughs> stuff. We had the lottery, lotto, and yeah. we had... Um, the uh horse races oh yeah yeah which were always clutch deliveries you know it was like okay it's two minutes to race you gotta fucking send this ticket and then there were always like five people you know standing in the queue like and you had to prioritize this guy because he would get really really mad and he was there every day yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know because uh, he was a gambling time. addict yeah but, you know what i used to do <laughs> yeah, but he was like he knew the horses, you know. He actually made a little bit of money on that, I think. Right. And what I used to do was when he gave like a good ticket, I just ran it twice. And then <laughs> Oh, you just bet on I, the same. Yeah, I just bet on the same and I didn't <laughs> I didn't pay. I only paid if I lost, you know, because I, you know, I had the money, but I just ran it twice and he paid and if you won on it, then I would just take out the surplus <laughs> from Serious? my own without using any money. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I think that's illegal somehow. Uh, yeah, but... <laughs> that's probably illegal. Dude. <laughs> but I mean, it's just it's just basically using his knowledge. He could he shared that knowledge with me. He gave me the ticket. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure that that by itself isn't necessarily what's wrong here. <laughs> what's wrong no. is just if. Fact just not paying, but I would always pay if I lost, of course, because there would be like a. But was he aware? Uh, yeah, maybe. I think he was aware because he. I don't know. No, maybe not because it was kind of hidden. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's where it becomes very, very dark gray. <laughs> yeah, and I used I sometimes I I actually got like five hundred kroner and stuff like Ooh. that. I think the the fee. Yeah, the fee was like around 100 kroner to for one ticket. Yeah. And okay. usually it would yield if it won, it would yield like 200, but it it would win like 70% of the time. What's I the, kid you not. What's the maximum that you could win on on the horse racing like in Norway? Because we don't have like oh, I have no knowledge about it. Oh, I I really didn't I don't know. I mean, you could win a lot, I guess, but you had to you had to bet a lot as well. Mm -hmm. So you, it's kind of like that. It kind of scales like that. So, And I think there are odds on yeah. the horses that, I, that those who are favorites are that, yeah, you know, 
you want to have like a horse that are not the favorites and or the favorite and wins guaranteed (laughs) (laughs) then you can bet a lot of money like a million bucks but yeah that was basically the end of my shenanigans i never did anything else (laughs) i find it kind of funny because that is most likely very very frowned upon but at the same time uh, unless he's aware of it, of course. If, if he's aware of it and consents, then it's fine. Yeah, but we were, we were kind of buddies, you know. I always prioritized this guy when <laughs> when he needed to clutch send the the ticket. Yeah. Uh, so I feel it was justified. Yeah, <laughs> it was sure. my little fee. I mean, he didn't lose anything on that. Sure, sure. It was just kind of you copying his knowledge, basically for yeah. for my profit, and. <laughs> I were I, I didn't know anything about horses, so I I just kind of you know knew that he won a lot and he was the one who won the most out of all the tickets that I that I sent. So I just copied him. Uh, so you you just kind of like it, it just kind of became your unofficial tip for being yeah a basically, basically the thing was with this guy he never he never used a lot of money. It was always like small amounts, so it was. All the way from like 16 kroner up to like a hundred, like one dollar, two dollars, and up to like 12, 13 dollars. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, amounts, and he would always net like some kind of profit on those, and yeah, maybe like one out of ten he would lose, but it wasn't a huge profit. It was like maybe 20 kroner, maybe 50 kroner, sometimes 200, sometimes. Sometimes five hundred. It was depending on like his the amount he bet, but it was kind of consistent, and that's the that's the why I did the copy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I understand you like why you would do that, and it's kind of nice that it worked. You know. Yeah, it did work. I I never. I mean, I lost a couple of times. I remember one time I lost two hundred, two hundred kroner. Which was like, oh fuck! <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but I think that I netted more than that, like twelve, fifteen hundred, maybe total. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it was like, yeah, maybe I was like up a hundred dollars on that scheme, total. <laughs> but I never did it like a lot. I just there was just sometimes I got the, the spirit of <laughs> Satan over me, <laughs> and I just no, well, I, 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 it up. was no, not Slanesh, it was Sinch, right? Sinch was kind of... Scheme yeah, for your he, own benefit. He gave me a premonition of loach and loach of money. <laughs> yeah. And that was also your devotion point, since you were kind of like sinning at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For that. Like, yeah, yeah. Have, My third eye was... Your favor has been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I, have to, now I have to pay back one of the dark gods. Yeah, I have to scheme for it now. I have to kill like some random person wow. in, in like a huge scheme of his. <laughs> yeah, you have to, you know, kick the pebble that somehow winds up in the road in front of a car with a shitty wheel that you know is gonna hit it, and then it's gonna make him <laughs> crash yeah. into the ditch, and then that's gonna kill him. That's what you have to do. And like 10,000 years later, some space marine squad is going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it becomes like a shitty battleground for them. And then they're just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's like how Siege works, you know. It's, uh, it's very small, subtle changes that 
affect the future. Yeah, so t if you if you stand at that very spot 10,000 years later, <laughs> yeah. they're going to stay there and you're going to hear like, squad broken! And then they're <laughs> yeah, gonna... yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically like one guy trips and he sets up like a vortex grenade yeah. <laughs> inside of inside of his squadron <laughs> because Jeez. of the, the small like divot that the marble <laughs> or whatever kind of made. That's a, that's a lot somehow, of... It's somehow still there, like <laughs> forty thousand years later. It's it's still there. That's a very very. If you think, if you try to think of like how much, um, like how much dollars would it cost to produce one space marine? Mm. And then you, like you think of the amount of money, <laughs> like the the financial hit that I just that causes, just like tripping yeah. on a small pebble and then the vortex grenade killing like a squad. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, that would be a, a loss, and that loss. It's like more say. than the entire trip of Jeff Bezos that we. Yeah, yeah, because I don't know, like ceramite and stuff, how that is made, how how like intensive, resource intensive it is, but for sure, like implanting. First of all, you need like huge human capital. Yeah. For space, like space marine selection is very particular. You need like a very, very harshly uh, exposed set population set where they kind of live under radiation or fucking in a huge grueling desert or killing like in a jungle. Like they need to have like a, a huge attrition from, yeah. from like the get go. And then you put them through some kind of insane trial. <laughs> <laughs> and then they need to kind of survive the space marineification, <laughs> which is yeah. is also very unlikely. <laughs> right? And then then you also... So I'm guessing, this is my theory, um, the first place that they're going to draft space marines in real life, based on mm -hmm. what you just said, it's probably going to be from the outskirts of... Or like when whoever populates the Chernobyl area first. <laughs> Yeah, something. Yeah, something like that with, with like huge five meter tall cats that are mutated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just regular old house cats that are <laughs> fucking five hundred to a thousand pound cats. So, do you think that Stalker Two is gonna be like some very convoluted prologue to uh, to like a forty k game? Yeah. So when you complete it, if you get like a good end or secret ending. You actually see like a drop pod smash down in front of you. <laughs> yeah, just imagine that. Just imagine that. Uh, and just you're you're the protagonist is like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and they're yeah. like, greetings. Yeah, they're, they're you like, have been admitted to to <laughs> the Blood Angels chapter. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> citizen, you have impressed the chapter master. <laughs> Do you accept this grueling and and probably lethal? Task. I mean, if that actually yeah, happened, no I would be like, you know what? I, I, I like this. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, okay, so you need to, you, you need the human capital. You need the planet in which these grueling circumstances are present. And then you need the apothecaries. You need the facilities. You need all of the kind of biological vats that are all the organs and know implants are manufactured and grown in the black carapace the black carapace everything you know all the all the shit all the glands and 
stuff, and then you uh, you put it all in, and hopefully this individual survives. And then it's like, okay, maybe fifty to a hundred years of training yeah. before you're like a, a, a vetted space marine, um, and then put or you need to put on uh, the armor, which is basically produced on Forge Worlds. Yeah. It's hard to estimate or guesstimate how expensive that is, but probably really expensive. Probably like trillions for each. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, uh, by that time, like... obviously, their the Imperium is spanning like trillions of people as well. So it's, mm -hmm. I guess, the economic um, scope is different. Uh, but, yeah. but hey, speaking of, you, like the <laughs> speaking of 40k, <laughs> yeah. we actually have a good 40k game that came out within uh, this year. Within. Blessed be his name. Yes, it's finally, it's not charity to be a 40k fan when it comes to no. games. Because uh, um, 40k Battle Sector is a very, very solid game. And I'm so happy yeah. to be able to say that. Because I feel like, uh, obviously Dark Tide I have very high expectations for as well, but it got pushed to 2022. Yeah. Uh, so Battle Sector was a very nice, you know, uh, intermittent snack. Yeah, it was a very nice uh, band-aid for the wound. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I actually I got it myself, and I played like just twenty minutes. Yeah. I got it right before the podcast. <laughs> oh, nice. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good. I mean, I can tell already. So. Yeah, you can tell that it's more polished than the usual. Uh, 40k game the standard that would come out yeah it's very polished and it is actually like a, a good strategy type of game it's yeah. basically what would you call it like um xcom grid based game yeah it, it is reminiscent of yeah like let's say um part xcom there's a lot from xcom in this but there's also yeah. But, like, for example, you have the Overwatch function, you have these things. But actually, I would say it almost reminds me a little bit more of um, Fire Emblem. Yeah. Uh, than XCOM. Because in XCOM, you have individual units that you build up um, and lose, potentially. And then, whilst in Fire Emblem and here... Well, you do have individuals in some of the Fire Emblem games, but you also have units of, yeah. of like, squads. And that's what Battle Sector also has, like, you know... Um, and I really appreciate it because they've put a lot of uh, the, these people that made this game they they really like the franchise and they put mm. so much um, you know the voice acting is really good yeah yeah I, I was about to say that the voice acting was kind of the first thing that struck me yeah you know when when the, the blood angels are really like the blood of Sanguinius flows within me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they have that fucking, that ultra nerdy, you know, that super neckbeard hardcore dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. The, the charm oh. of the 40k Empire, because it's neckbeard infused with growth hormones. <laughs> yeah. It's basically, if you ever say that in front of a girl, you're never <laughs> ever getting laid ever again. <laughs> but, oh, but but in the very very slim chance that you do, you better marry what that girl. 
Yeah, yeah, because that's that's when you get your waifu right there. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a very nice check for us true soulmate. Just, <laughs> just, just kind of go into the club, just go up to the DJ, you know, and, and uh, ask him to turn down the music and just scream at the top of your lungs. The blood of Sanguinius flows within me! <laughs> And uh, collect your prize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, then this, this one chick comes up out of nowhere and she's like, well, I hope the blood of Sanguinius flows down here too. And then that's when you know. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Thus thine chainsword work, my, my lord. <laughs> yes. I call it your father. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, but... Jesus. <laughs> But uh, yeah. one of my favorite pieces of uh, voice acting in that game, uh, one of the, the the narration is also very good. It sounds like an audible novel, um, yeah. actually, not like an audiobook. But the aggressors, mm. they're always like they sound like they are just like a, a, another notch above. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're like they're not quite as cool as the Terminator units from Dawn of War One, but they are no. like once you press them, they're like, "We are the walls. We are the guns." Oh. They have that like that last one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's just something about 40k that is so, you know, when people love metal and say that, you know, that's metal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it it's it evokes the the same feeling. It's it's just something that really set out of context is very, you know, awkward and and but just in context and if you're a guy just listening to just that fucking uttering we are the guns. Yeah, you know? yeah. Just 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 declaring that you are a fucking killer, you know? <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no in between the lines here <laughs> we're just gonna fucking shoot you with huge grenade launching guns basically yeah but and but one of the charms of the 40k uh quotes is that they're a step up like such a step above in the badassery that some yeah. of the quotes even without context they just you you just kind of have to recognize when you hear it like man that sounds pretty hardcore <laughs> you know yeah. like for example oh the exterminatus so quote that's like some may question your right to destroy 10 billion people those who understand and know that you have no right to let them live exterminatus <laughs> extremists it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it says a little bit of chills you know yeah that is a heavy burden laid upon the shoulders of the Inquisitor. Yeah, whoever presses that one button that fires off the Oh, you say the Tyranid, the wretched scum, may move through this sector? It must be purged, I say. <laughs> you, you have permission, brother. Fire these Ten billion lives, you say? Yeah. <laughs> it, it would be a mercy upon them. Well... I mean, uh, the 40k universe is basically the most kind of, yeah, metal universe there is. So yeah. you can't really top it. Well, the fantasy, with, well, Warhammer in general, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah fantasy is very harsh. 
and especially like when you when you go to the chaos wastes and stuff in yeah. fantasy there is some fucking hard ass shit going on there <laughs> yeah i mean imagine like just the people that survive there just the level of grit and just yeah extreme yeah. individual uh prowess that these people need to possess to even survive like a week in the chaos wastes yeah because in the chaos waste the time also is like kind of iffy you know because yeah. it's close to the warp basically so it can be like thousands and thousands of years in there where people just just millions and millions of people just die and war and fight each other and every once in a while there's like one individual who will just basically never die and just kill everybody and dominate everyone and gain the blessings of all the chaos gods and that's that's when the ever chosen emerges yeah to lay the world in ruins fucking ever chosen man it's like that's kind of like what abaddon is as well right in the 40k universe yeah basically basically abaddon is like the ever chosen abaddon yeah. is such a badass as well but um yeah for if we're gonna do um i think there are quite a few good things about battle sector but then if yeah. you want to do some caveats right now it's um mm. like well the game is not full price i believe it's 30 dollars maybe 25 yeah about sure. 30 yeah about 30 like 270 chrono yeah right so, so it's a bit lower but yeah yeah um which kind of takes the the edge off some of these ca caveats because one of them is that yeah. right now there's only two factions which is the blood angel space mm. marines and then there's the tyranids yeah and, and to their credit they're very well developed oh like yeah like what i've seen from the game, my limited experience but i did see some uh, youtube content also on it yeah and the, the and models seem... are very well done yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and but... i like also how like they've they've uh, very uh, meticulously kind of angled the tyranids to be tyranids you know very yeah. melee focused and poison focused and, and <laughs> like uh, Zerg like if anyone's familiar with Zerg from Starcraft yeah I mean they were based off each other as well or yeah or yeah Zerg was, was based on on Tyranids basically yeah because Starcraft was originally developed as a Warhammer 40k game until they decided it was yeah it was so yeah. that's where you why you see like a lot of similarities because it started out yeah uh, like like that and then eventually i don't remember why but they decided to develop it into their own ip instead yeah but i think right. got a little bit into development before they changed it to their own ip so that's why you know there's obviously like terrans are the space marines and you know the Zergs are the tyranids and then the yeah yeah uh, the other ones they seem like the tau empire don't they the um, What's, what are they called? The high tech? The the Protoss. Yes, yes. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, they're basically a little bit like the Tau. Yeah, they're very like the Tau. When I it all lines up very yeah. nicely once you put it into perspective, I think. Um, mm. But here's the good thing. Because they already released a roadmap. And there are more factions included in that. Mm. As DLC. And I know yeah. that some of the... You know, like Chapter Master Valrak on YouTube and stuff. They have play tested at least Battle Sisters. Mm. Oh, so that's gonna be cool. Sisters. 
there's that's, some hardcore there, units in there. Yeah, there's gonna be some quotes from that for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine if they have like penitent engines or, <laughs> I mean, if they or do, something like that. That's gonna make my day. Uh, those are the best units. Fucking yeah. <laughs> Sisters, I mean, they just just they have the best units, the the most crazy units of all for 40k. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we've already covered the organ, the fucking artillery organ. Yeah, I th yeah, yeah. Tank. Uh, it's basically a, like a church organ, yeah, with with like a guy that's fused, kind of playing the organ, yeah. <laughs> and the organ, the organ pipes are like sending out some missiles or something. Yeah, at the same time <laughs> as it's playing like a, a churchy tune. Yeah, and they're like torches, like uh, braziers, kind of attached to the sides. Yeah, it's, it's not practical at all. It's, no. it's something. It's so uh, ceremonial, and it's yeah. like, and all of this is just mounted on top of a, a tank, essentially. Yeah, yeah, it's like a Lehman Rust chassis or something. Yeah, with the... a fucking church organ, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just made super ostentatiously. Uh, you know, like churchy, and then yeah, you just have that organ up there with a guy fused to it, like his lower body is literally part of the machine, and he's playing this piano-looking like instrument that actually fired. It's so <sighs> fucking good. It, I but yeah, it. like battle like So m we might have like a monetized, and I feel that that's that's okay if yeah. they're if they're gonna work on like multiple factions. I'm down. I'm I'm down for it too. I mean, the game seems really solid. Uh, it is like a, a type of game that is, you know, has been done before. Sure. Um, I have actually, I think the the Space Wolves game that I talked about, I can't remember the name of it. Not the mobile card game, but the other one mm -hmm. where it's very similar to this. It's also, you know, positioning squads and kind of overwatch and stuff like that is present yeah um but this has also a mechanic like momentum yeah which is basically like a superpower kind of state of the unit yeah where they can surge or empower yeah yeah so they can kind of they can gain an extra action point or gain a more powerful uh, version of a regular ability. Yeah. And then they also get like a stat, flat stat bonus in yeah. the surge mode. And used in the right uh, timings, it can be very, very beneficial. Like for example, um, Tyranid's thing is that they, they swarm you, right? And yeah. they have some he pretty heavy hitting units, especially up close, but uh, that, that's the whole thing that you, as the Space Marines, you have to sort of set up a moving perimeter at all times that you kind yeah, of stop yeah. their momentum. But if they reach you and they surge and stuff, like, they can do some Ooh, shitty yeah. damage like, yeah, yeah. on normal units. Um, but, you know, that's another thing that I really like about the game. I know I was supposed to talk yeah. about caveats, but I, I keep going to positive <laughs> stuff. It's always positive, yeah. Which is great. By the way, like this is, I'm just so happy to be able to be po really positive about a game in 40k. So yeah, yeah. the other thing is that there's a lot of units um, mm. available for each faction. So you have, you start out with your intercessors, your aggressors, like which is intercessors like normal, aggressors is like heavy guns, and then mm. 
you know, you have the assault squads, which are the melee, like up in your face melee and stuff like that. But then eventually you get, you know, you get the, the dreadnought, the librarian dreadnought, mind you. You get like um, land speeders, you get mechanicum units, you get predator tanks. Like there's a lot of things and the Terranids keep, you know, putting out fielding very scary looking units as well, like the Tyranno effects. The first yeah. time it showed up, I was like, mm, this might hurt. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and I, I love that these games are. You're always a little bit on your toes in these games because they're not really holding your hand. If you no. do not play the game by its rules, like if you're like, yeah, I'm just gonna stand here and fucking shoot them. Yeah. Then you will get your ass handed to you. Yeah. Then you'll be fucking. Yeah. But you need to be tactical, and that's like the the charm of, of such, you know, such a time. Yeah, that's the, the that's but like and this this um, the wide spectrum of units that they have in here makes me really excited for the next factions as well because it makes it seem like a very fair thing to pay for because um, they they come with such a wide range of units and mm. they're really well done. If they add some campaigns as well down the line for other factions, that would be really nice because right now it's only the Blood Angels one. But then there's this one tutorial where you get to try out the Tyranids and obviously you can play them in skirmish and multiplayer, uh, but they're actually really fun to play. But, uh, uh, you know, it may, might be a little bit hard to do a Tyranid campaign considering that they, they're like this giant, super ravenous hive mind. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, they had some kind of mechanic where the, there was like a psychic overlord or a synaptic overlord or something where you yeah. can kind of scroll out and, and see the entire entire battle space. And yeah. you have some kind of commander units abilities also yeah. accumulate over, over a battle. I mean, it would be kind of cool to play yeah. as a Carnifex and stuff like that. Yeah. I, and I bet you can. I just haven't met it yet because I'm not... Um, like I, I am a bit far into the game, but not like super, super far. So I'm yeah, just uh, yeah. excited to play it. Uh, though the Tyranid vo voice, can you call it that? Um, <laughs> the sound effects that they make can be a little bit annoying. Yeah, yeah of course. I mean, repeated yeah. can, be. <laughs> can uh, be annoying. And they have like those sounds that they always make when you shoot them. And it just like, it's, a, it's very <laughs> yeah. like low, low effort compared to the, the stellar the voice acting of the Spice Marines. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, but you know, but, th these yeah. are just super nitpicks. Yeah, and of course, I think that, I mean, regular, in a normal world, I would be a little bit critical to kind of have only two factions and like releasing maybe what five other factions or three other factions through dlc yeah but in this game since we're getting a, a highly polished very kind of dedicated 4k game i think it's okay yeah. i'm gonna pay i'm gonna pay up uh, me too and i i think that this platform is great to if they want to add they can potentially add like all the factions here in in this yeah. um this um this system because I mean, it's perfect for it, and I'm mm -hmm. very down. Like, if you if they continuously update this game with content, like a year from now, this game is gonna be a fucking 10 out of 10 package for a 40k fan. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. already a very solid package and absolutely worth the price, in my opinion. 
I don't know if you're not into 40k if it will be worth it maybe if you're yeah. if you like if you like tactics games yeah i mean it has a lot of depth it is a hard game yeah um uh, so i mean if you do like those kind of ca very calculated think think a lot and plan your moves and just you know be very meticulous then this is a game for you yeah it's it's a very solid turn-based strategy game that is worth trying out uh, it might also be a good starting point if you want to get into 40k because yeah. this one uh, which also was a little bit refreshing by the way because it doesn't focus on uh, the old school space marines it focuses on the primaris this is like after the indomitus crusade has started so it's up to yeah uh, i think bullet. yeah it, yeah it's like um it's up to like uh the current 40k for 41st millennia yeah basically <clears throat> so yeah and um but would you recommend it yeah i, I think i would kind of recommend it to basically people who are interested in strategy and tactics based games yeah for sure for sure yeah um so yeah um there was one more thing that i wanted yeah. to uh bring to your attention as sort of a, a recommendation it's a little bit out mm. uh, out of left field for our podcast we haven't talked too much about anime we i guess no. we but we have an extensive <laughs> background in it yeah being nerds you know yeah being nerds like all eating voracious nerds like the hive mind of pop culture um there's actually this anime that I want to recommend to you because I, I know you haven't mm -hmm. watched much anime lately, right? No. Yeah. That's true. That's and true. this, I think this one might be a good, if not a, like a returning point, mm. it, it's at least a very good one-off, like a short package of a really good, well-crafted original thing that I think you'll love yeah. very much. And the anime in question is Odd Taxi. Came out... Uh, this season, or like the the previous season, and mm -hmm. it, I heard some buzz about it because I am always on the watch for hidden gems mm. when it comes to every anime season. Because I like sure all the the hype ones like Attack on Titan and whatever it's fine and all, but the hidden gems are usually where it's at for me. Yeah, yeah. And um, then I I saw a little bit about Odd Taxi, and I saw the poster, and it's this humanoid walrus that is a taxi driver <laughs> so i'm like huh what's this this looks um hmm is this this looks intriguing but then what this is is essentially a low-key tarantino style story oh yeah that's where it got me because i've had a problem with anime later you know where there's a lot of a lot of the dialogue is very formulaic and it tends yeah. to be very like the repeated lines and you know you always hear like the you know nakama no tameni and yeah like all yeah that kind of power of friendship kind of bullshit you know mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. but this anime proves that japanese language can actually be <laughs> it's it's not just that and you can actually have some very unique dialogue in an anime i mean of course i'm sure there are like uh, plenty of examples of that elsewhere but this one they have 
I, I'm pretty sure that they have made it to be sort of a homage to Tarantino as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but so the premise of the story is that there's this taxi driver named Odokawa, and he is just driving around central Tokyo. And he meets, you know, a bunch of passengers. And there are, like, some characters and people that are, you know, sort of, like, in his immediate social environment. And mm -hmm. at first, they are all seemingly unrelated. But then, as the story progresses, you see that there are a surprising amount of overlap and how people are interconnected. And this all revolves around the disappearance of a girl that used to be part right. of an up-and-coming idol group. And the kicker is that everybody looked like animals. Yeah. But there is an in-lore explanation for it, too. I mean, oh. it all comes together, and it's a very neatly crafted package where it all wraps up in 13 episodes. Right. And um, you have your Tarantino as like it kind of reminds of Pulp Fiction in that sense because there too you you see like from different point of views and then you see the other characters pop up and they might just be in the background in some segments and um, yeah so it's yeah it's all very smooth and mm. um, and then the dialogue as well is very you know you know that in Pulp Fiction where you have the um, the two assassins when before they go to that first hit they talk about the royale with cheese or like some kind of like the foot massage thing yeah right right yeah where they have this like scene this unrelated conversation but that is still very well done and it's um you know the, the kind of dialogue that tarantino is known for yeah and you have that here they actually really made uh, just if you watch the first no, this, to the second episode there's a conversation that brings up we are the world and bruce springsteen and by that point you'll understand 100 percent what i mean all right <clears throat> okay so this this um seems promising but i need to kind of subscribe to crunchyroll of course let's see I'll do you it. know how much that is currently uh probably like uh, ten dollars a month or something Completely sure. No, it's not. There's a lot of good Is shit on that? there, though. But yeah. There's a 14-day free trial, though. Yeah, then you'll easily be able to see, to watch this to finish it because it's like I said, just 13 episodes. Yeah. But I recommend this for any, even for non-anime fans, because this is very approachable. It doesn't have a lot of the, the tropes that kind of alienate those that are not into anime. You know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know what you're talking about, like the nakama. Yeah, the over-sexualized stuff, and I mean, like, there's yeah, there's and none of course of that, that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I mean, uh, this media is, you know, to express any kind of emotion, any kind of relation, a human relation, you know, and uh, it's nice to see that they can kind of break out a little bit. I mean, anime is to me a media that or medium for expressing like things that i didn't experience from western media yeah basically true um and but i love that they can also like you said kind of draw mods to to some of the classics in in, in western uh, movie history 
Yeah, and I'm, like ju this. I'm just really ref I was just really refreshed to see like for me who speaks Japanese and who's lived yeah. in Japan for almost five years. You know, the this one is much closer to a realistic dialogue than the other animes, even though yeah right i mean by all means i like the power fantasy stuff in the shonen power fantasies like these kind of things i love that as well yeah this one was such a breath of fresh air so it comes highly recommended yeah. steps approval. yeah steps approval okay i'll i'll try to watch it step i mean 14 days i should be able to fucking crunch that all i mean it's no I, i'm not trying to put pressure on you or anything i'm just this no, is just no, a no, warm recommendation not, from yeah yeah i mean i see that it's really highly rated yeah all right, so I think we'll uh, close off the podcast there. Remember to stay human, guys, and stay... Absolutely, Dan. Yeah, all right. Goodbye.